0: Conclusion, The Lessons of Revelation If the book of Revelation is primarily a prophecy to the first century church, is it of any value to Christians today? As a matter of fact, that question faces us with regard to every book in the Bible, not just Revelation. For all scriptures is written, quote, to, unquote, someone else, and not, quote, to, unquote, us. But Saint Paul stated a fundamental principle of biblical interpretation: Quote, all Scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, the man of God may be adequate, equipped for every good work. Second Timothy 3:16 17. God's judgment on Israel for her disobedience can happen to us as well if we do not persevere in faith and works. If even Israel could be broken off from the covenantal tree of life, so can we. They were broken off for their unbelief. But you stand by your faith. Do not be conceited, but fear. For if God did not spare the natural branches, neither will he spare you. Behold then the kindness and severity of God. To those who fell, severity. But to you, God's kindness If you continue in his kindness otherwise you also will be cut off and they also if they do not continue in their unbelief will be grafted in for God is able to graft them in again Romans 11 20 through 23 the book of Revelation therefore has continuing lessons for the church of all ages I've summarized some of these lessons below providing references to the pages in the commentary where they are discussed The following is not to be taken as an exhaustive list, but as a rough sketch for topical study and review. The Interpretation of Prophecy The purpose of prophecy is not simply, quote, prediction, unquote. Rather, it is a summons to ethical living in terms of God's standards, page 11. It is therefore not, quote, history written in advance, unquote, pages 27 through 29, our standard for interpreting prophecy must be the Bible itself, pages 29 through 31. The Book of Revelation is written in, quote, signs, unquote, that is, symbols, page 53. Symbolism is inescapable. In fact, everything is symbolic, pages 32 through 33. Symbolism is analogical, not realistic, it is fluid not a, quote, code, unquote, pages 33 through 34. The primary controls on undue speculation must be faithfulness to the Bible's system of doctrine and faithfulness to the Bible's system of symbolism, pages 38 through 39. The Book of Revelation The Book of Revelation has a contemporary focus, It is not about the Second Coming, pages 39 through 44, but about the inauguration of the New Covenant era during the last days, the period AD 30 through 70, from the ascension of Christ to the fall of Jerusalem, page 51, written sometime within the final decade of Israel's history, pages 3 through 6, in the distinctive form of the Biblical Covenant lawsuit, pages 10 through 20, 46 through 47. 49-50, 85-86, 141-44, 225-27, 379-82. 49 through 50 85 through 86 141 through 44 225 through 27 379 through 82 its main prophecies were to be fulfilled shortly pages 51 through 55 the prophecy was intended to be read in the liturgical setting of the first century churches page 54 and so begins with seven letters to the churches of Asia Minor each letter recapitulates the five-part structure of the historic biblical covenants pages 85 through 86 Taken together the letters recapitulate all covenant history from Adam to Christ pages 86 through 89 and they also foreshadow the entire structure of revelation pages 89 through 91 The seven seals set forth the period of the last days in general Page 181, the seven trumpets, one of the tribulation, up to the first siege of Jerusalem under Cestius. Pages 252-53, 286. And the seven chalices reveal the final outpouring of God's wrath upon Jerusalem and the temple in AD 67-70. Pages 383-84. through 84. Revelation is written to comfort and instruct the churches that are plagued and oppressed by an occult, Gnostic, statist form of apostate Judaism which had captured the religious hierarchy of Israel. Pages 94, 106 through 07, 115 through 16. St. John calls this movement various symbolic names. Nicolaitans, Quote, Jezebelites, unquote. and quote, the synagogue of Satan. Unquote. But all these expressions refer to the same cult. Pages 98, 101 through 103, 107 through 108, 113 through 14, 127 through 28. The meaning of the main symbols in Revelation may be summarized as follows: The seven sealed book is the new covenant which Christ obtained at his glorious ascension and, quote, opened, unquote, during the period of the last days, climaxing in the destruction of Jerusalem, pages 166 through 67. The, quote, little book, unquote, which explains the seven-sealed book, is the Revelation to St. John, page 268. The sealed multitude of 144,000 are the remnant, the believing Jews of the first century, Pages two hundred six through eight, three hundred and fifty five through fifty nine The core of the innumerable multitude of the redeemed from every nation pages two hundred thirteen through sixteen. The two witnesses represent the faithful church of the old covenant the law and the prophets, exemplified in Moses and Elijah, culminating in the witness bearing of John the Forerunner, pages two hundred and seventy six through eighty five. The woman clothed with the sun is faithful Israel, the mother of Christ, pages 297-300. through 300. In spite of the dragon's wrath, the Messiah ascends to rule heaven and earth from the throne, pages 308-9. Christ's defeat of Satan in his life, death, and resurrection is portrayed by Michael's offensive, quote, war in heaven, unquote, against the dragon, pages 311-18. through 18. The beast from the sea is the Roman Empire, embodied in Nero Caesar, pages 325 through 35. The beast from the land, also called the false prophet, is Israel's religious leadership, pages 336 through 44. And the image of the beast is the apostate Jewish synagogue, pages 339 through 44. Babylon, the great harlot city, is old apostate Jerusalem pages 362 through 63 414 through 16 421 through 43 the new Jerusalem the pure bride city is the church pages 473 through 75 545 through 46 552 through 63 which celebrates her marriage supper with the lamb in the eucharist the communion feast pages 475 through 78 then she follows her lord who as the word of god conquers all nations by the gospel pages 481 through 92 satan was bound in christ's final advent and thus prevented from prematurely instigating the eschatological war pages 499 through 508 the quote millennium unquote is christ's kingdom Which began at the resurrection slash ascension and continues until the end of the world. Pages 494 through 98, 508 through 19. The new heaven and earth is a picture of salvation brought in definitively by the finished work of Christ, developing progressively throughout the present age and coming finally in absolute fullness at the consummation of all things pages 535 through 45 Old Covenant Israel All biblical covenants were provisional recreations looking forward to the definitive new creation the new covenant pages 266 through 67 The meaning of Israel's history is the bearing of the man child Jesus Christ pages 297 through 300 Old Covenant believers carried the testimony of Christ, pages five twelve through thirteen. The war between the seed of the woman and the seed of the serpent climaxed at the cross and the resurrection, pages three o seven through eight. Unbelieving Israel was excommunicated, and now the Gentiles are streaming in to the New Covenant, pages two seventy three through seventy four. Israel will never have a covenantal identity apart from the Church. Page 269. For Old Covenant religion cannot be revivified. Salvation is now only with Christ and the Church. Pages 448-49. Christ's Resurrection, Ascension, and New Covenant Kingdom The goal of Christ's Advent was his glorious ascension to the heavenly throne. 309 his definitive quote coming in the clouds unquote pages 64 through67 by his resurrection and enthronement he defeated the devil and destroyed his works pages 315 through 17 502 through 4 opening heaven to all believers pages 366 through 67 having been inaugurated at his first advent, Page one seventeen. Christ is the ruler of all the kings of the earth. Pages sixty-two through sixty-four. His kingdom has begun and is going on now. Pages sixty-three through 64, 68 through sixty-nine. Jesus Christ's definitive victory gives us progressive dominion. Pages one seventeen through 18, 178 through seventy-nine. His resurrection is the first resurrection in which all believers share. Pages 104, 516 through 19. The kingdom is the age of regeneration. Pages 509 through 10. The era to be characterized by righteousness. Pages 543 through 45. All Christians are royal priests. Pages 64, 139, 508 through 9. Ministering and reigning both in heaven and on earth. Pages five fourteen through fifteen. Christ's ascension opened the new covenant. Pages one sixty nine through seventy-four. The new creation of heaven and earth, a description of both our present and future inheritance. Pages five thirty-eight through forty-five. The new Jerusalem is the kingdom city, the church. Christ's Bride, now and forever, pages 525, 545-46. As the Old Covenant was the era of relative night, the New Covenant is the era of the day, for the world moves eschatologically from darkness to light, pages 570-73. through 73. The New Covenant is thus the promised, quote, age to come, unquote, page 473. Orthodox Christians agree that Christ's kingdom goes from his ascension to the end of the world. Pages 493-94 Orthodox Christianity is both amillennialist and postmillennialist. Pages 494-96 through 96. For, while Christianity has always been staunchly anti-revolutionary, page 495, it has also been strongly optimistic regarding the power of the gospel to convert the nations of the world. Pages 496-97 Orthodox Christianity is therefore not, quote, pluralistic, unquote, with respect to the kingdom, holding that all men, nations, and institutions must bow down before the Lord Jesus Christ, obeying his commands in every area of life and thought. Page 496 Judaism and the Fall of Jerusalem the foremost enemy of the church in New Testament times was apostate Judaism, pages 106-7. First century Judaism was not simply a continuation of Old Covenant religion. Rather, it was an apostate religion, denying both the Old Testament and the New Testament, pages 101-2, through 336-37, promoting the heresy of salvation through chaos, pages 115-16. through 16. Committing idolatry by substituting the creation for the Creator. Pages 255-56 through 56. Israel's rejection of Christ corrupted the rest of the world. Page 458 Turned God's blessings into curses. Pages 245-46 through 46, And led her into the slavery of occultism and statism. Page 465 Common biblical metaphors for covenant-breaking are fornication, adultery. Apostate Jerusalem is thus represented as the great harlot, the corrupter of the world. Pages 108 through 9, 114, 363 64, 421 through 31. Unbelieving Jews are therefore not God's chosen people. Pages 127 through 28. Israel's greater privilege meant greater responsibility and thus greater judgment page 128 after the gospel was preached to the whole world pages 361 through 62 god poured out the great tribulation of A.D. 67 through 70 upon apostate jerusalem and her temple page 68 in direct response to the prayers of his church pages 238 through 39 the destruction of jerusalem was the sign to israel and the world that the son of man is now reigning in heaven pages 286 through 87 and it was the necessary final act of ushering in the new covenant pages 267 through 68 christ brought in the age of righteousness after the fall of jerusalem page 570 the salvation of all the world came through israel's fall pages 241 through 42 indeed Israel's fall will eventually result in her own conversion. Page 388. The only way of salvation for Jews and Gentiles is in Jesus Christ. Page 128. The Church. There is only one covenant of grace operating through different administrations. Pages 555-56. through 56. With the coming of the New Covenant, God's glory was transferred from the temple to the church. Pages 552-53 And believing Jews and Gentiles united in one body in Jesus Christ. Page 265 The church is the true Israel. Pages 102-3, through 3, 152 The eschatological synagogue. Pages 372-392 As such, she is no longer tied to the earthly Jerusalem, but multi-centralized throughout the world. Page 83. In the Old Covenant, the world had been organized around the Old Jerusalem. The Church is the New Jerusalem, the City of God. Page 131. And so now the world is organized around the Church. Page 416. We cannot have God for our Father, if we do not have his church for our mother, page 474. The sanctification of God's people is carried on by means of the church, through her ministry and sacraments, pages 292-93. through The church ascended to heaven with Christ, page 284, and now, quote, tabernacles, unquote, in heaven, pages 318-332, with the saints and angels, Pages 355 through 59. A saint is one who has sanctuary privileges. All Christians through the Ascension have access to the sanctuary. Pages 291 through 92. Christians and angels are now on an equal level as members of the heavenly council. Pages 479 through 80. All Christians are prophets, seeing God face to face page 382 the church is the definitive recreation of the world the new covenant page 320 she is the city on the hill the light of the world pages 562-63 through 63. salvation will flow out from her gates to convert the world pages 566-67 through 67. all nations will stream into her with the fruits of their culture Pages 561-62 Indeed, rulers have the duty to support the church. Page 563 When states forsake their responsibility and seek to destroy the church instead, such persecution is never merely, quote, political, unquote. It is always religious. Pages 279-80 through 80. Satan's persecution of the church is not a sign of his power. Rather, he attacks the church precisely because Jesus Christ has already defeated him. Page 319. Therefore, the church will be preserved through all her tribulations and will gloriously overcome all her opposition. Page 322. There is therefore no excuse for failure. Christ condemns churches that are ineffective. Pages 134-35. through The heavenly temple... The archetype for Israel's tabernacle and temple, pages 150-51, has been inherited by the Church, pages 272-74. Since God's will is to be performed on earth as it is in heaven, angelic activity is the pattern for our own, pages 153-54, through 54, 557. In particular, the angels correspond to the pastors-slash-bishops of the Church, and their judging-slash-ruling activities are to be initiated by their earthly counterparts. Pages 81, 230-31, 361-62, 364. Worship The New Covenant inevitably resulted in a new song, the New Covenant Liturgy, pages 176-77. The anti-liturgical bias is essentially pagan and muslim in character, not biblical. Pages 24 through 25. The Christian day of worship, quote, the Lord's Day, unquote, is the liturgical acting out of the day of the Lord. Pages 70 through 71. This is why the book of Revelation has historically set the pattern for the church's worship. Page 24. Biblical worship is corporate, responsorial, and orderly. This requires a formal liturgy, pages 162-64. Every week on the Lord's Day, the worshiping church follows Christ in his ascension to heaven, pages 147-48. through Angels are present in our worship because the church is standing in the court of heaven, page 231. Everything we do in worship has cosmic significance. According to the scriptural pattern, our public prayer should be performed in a reverent physical posture, page 219. And even our simple amen is regarded as a legal oath, pages 132-33. Because of the ascension, all Christians are prophets, members of God's advisory council, pages 148-49. The faithful church prays imprecatory prayers against her oppressors, Pages one hundred ninety four through ninety five and God brings judgments on the earth in response to the church's cries for justice. Pages two hundred and thirty two thirty three. Worship must be centered on Jesus Christ. This means the weekly celebration of the Eucharist, the heart of Christian worship. Pages one hundred thirty seven through thirty nine, four hundred seventy six through seventy seven. The Eucharist is the center of life, and should give quote shape unquote to everything else we do. Page four hundred seventy eight. Dominion The Dominion Mandate, the task God assigned Adam, will be fulfilled by the triumph of the gospel throughout the world. Pages five hundred ten through eleven. Christians rule with Christ in his kingdom now, in this age. Pages sixty four. Sixty-eight through sixty-nine, one thirty-nine, five zero eight through eleven, five fourteen through fifteen, and Christianity is destined to take over all the kingdoms of the earth. Pages two eighty-seven through eighty-eight. God has given His people a quote, covenant grant unquote, to take possession and exercise dominion over His creation. Page eighty-five. All Christians are therefore commanded to overcome opposition. And in fact, all Christians are overcomers. pages 98 through 99. Political power, however, does not come first. Temptation to grasp it prematurely must be resisted. pages 5,11 through 12. The church is to take the initiative in fighting against the forces of evil. She must attack and not merely defend, and she will be successful. Pages 3.13-14 She must pray for, expect, and rejoice in her enemy's defeat. Page 459 God will give his church enough time to accomplish her assignment. Page 506 The Conversion of the World For the most part, the world is still pre-Christian, not post-Christian. Page 57 Jesus Christ came to save the world, pages two thirteen through fifteen, and His resurrection and ascension guaranteed the triumph of the gospel. Page two sixteen. Christ is destined to smite and conquer all nations by His word, pages four eighty one through ninety two. His cross, the tree of life, will heal all nations, pages five sixty seven through sixty nine, as the Feast of Tabernacles symbolically sets forth. Pages 221 through 24. The overwhelming majority of people will be saved. Pages 387 through 88. And even Israel's fall will eventually result in her conversion. Page 388. The tendency in the New Covenant Age is judgment unto salvation. Page 285. Salvation and the Christian Life the, quote, age of accountability, unquote, doctrine, is a myth. All men are accountable to God at every moment of their existence. Pages 124 through 25. From one perspective, the Book of Life is a baptismal role, a covenant record book from which apostates are erased. Page 125. From another perspective, however, It is the membership role of those whom God has chosen from before the foundation of the world. Page 334. The Bible teaches perseverance, not, quote, eternal security, unquote. Pages 69 through 70. Perseverance requires faith in God's righteous government of the world. Page 335. The Bible does not teach salvation by works but it does teach damnation by works. We are justified by faith alone, but true faith is never alone. Page 533. Wealth is a byproduct of God's kingdom. The pursuit of it apart from Christ is idolatry. Pages 559-60. through 60. Christianity does not exempt us from suffering, but enables us to overcome it. Pages two hundred and twenty through twenty one. Suffering does not produce godliness, only God's grace does. Page four hundred seven. Our sufferings serve one of two purposes they either prove us or they improve us Pages two hundred and thirty six through thirty seven. God is more than willing to answer our prayers. Our problem is that we don't pray pages two hundred and forty nine through fifty. God has his secrets, but he has revealed what we need to know to obey him. Pages 262-64 Salvation is God's victory over his enemies, in this world and the next. Page 386 Salvation redeems both the individual and the community in the city of God. Page 547 All life and culture flow from a religious center page 448. Christianity applies to every area of life. It renovates the world, page 548. God and His World. In the most absolute sense, God is independent of His creation, pages 160 through 62. The unity and diversity of the created order are reflections of the Trinity, in which unity and diversity are equally ultimate, pages 58-59. God knows the future because he planned it, pages 52-53. The meaning of predestination is that all facts are created facts, their meaning predetermined and wholly interpreted by God, page 100. The opposite of predestination is not freedom, but meaninglessness, Page 100. Although God is not responsible for sin, nothing happens outside his control. Pages 441-42. through 42. Belief in autonomous, quote, natural law, unquote, is the modern form of Baalism. Pages 156-58. Nothing in creation is autonomous. All things are personal and God-centered. Page 204. God rules his creation directly and personally. Pages 156-58 The very order of the constellations manifests the glory of God. Pages 158-60 God is king of the nations and uses them to fulfill his purposes. Page 387 He rules even the heathen armies of the earth. Page 409 The world's judgments proceed directly and personally, from his throne. Page 192. God imposes restraints on man's wickedness. Without these, there would be no limit to hatred and warfare. Pages 188-89. God applies his standards of justice to the world, requiring multiple restitution. Page 450. Last Things. The devil is not his own master. In the final analysis, he is governed by Christ. Pages 507 through 8. When God chooses to release him, Satan will bring the final war at the end of history. Pages 519 through 25. But this last rebellion will be crushed immediately. Pages 525 through 26. Both sides, the righteous and the wicked, will mature up to the very end. This is called epistemological self-consciousness, pages 527-28. through 28. Orthodox Christianity has always held to a future second coming of Christ and God's final judgment of the world, pages 263 through sixty-four, 530-31. The Bible does not teach an absolute universalism. Some people will never be converted and will perish everlastingly. Page 519. All those outside of Christ will be cast into eternal punishment. Page 534. God is the great warrior king. He defeats his enemies and uses the spoils of victory to build his temple. Pages 535-36. The dominion mandate will be fulfilled, and earth will be completely, quote, heavenized, unquote. Pages 5, 30, 7, 38 Salvation abolishes the curse, pages five sixty nine through seventy, and promises not only that paradise will be restored, but that it will be utterly consummated. Pages five fifty four through fifty five. Our gain in Christ is much more than what we lost in Adam. Page five sixty seven. Christians will reign with Christ, not just for a quote. Millennium, unquote, but forever. Page 573. Christus vincit, Christus regnat, Christus imperat.